for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Well, I want to welcome you to Living Life. You know, as we make our way through this life, we are going to experience insults. We're going to give some insults and we're going to have to receive some. When I was younger, I had a poem that I would use to insult. It was, roses are red, violets are blue, rain on the roof reminds me of you. Drip, drip, drip. You know, just letting people know that you're dull or boring me. Well, I think I got a taste of my own medicine when my wife one day said, Steve, you know, you have a good funeral voice. <laughs> well, I think she was saying that I'm kind of slow when I speak and I'm a little bit monotone and maybe a little dull and boring. And it was a left-handed compliment. Well, I am left-handed, but it certainly wasn't a compliment. Now, I say this because in this text that we're going to look at, there is the greatest insult given to God. And it was done by Moses because the greatest insult that we could give to anyone is to say, I don't believe you. I can't trust you. And Moses did that. And God got angry. And you know, if Moses had a difficult time trusting the Lord, I think we too would have difficulty at times. And I think we need to keep this in mind as we have the scriptures read for us, that this is for us. We need to pay attention. So let's do that as the scripture is read for us. Exodus chapter 4, verses 10 through 17. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. Then the Lord's anger burned against Moses, and he said, What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he can speak well. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. You shall speak to him and put words in his mouth. I will help both of you speak and will teach you what to do. He will speak to the people for you, and it will be as if he were your mouth and as if you were God to him. But take this staff in your hand so you can perform the signs with it. So the issue we have here in our text today is that Moses didn't trust the Lord. And we see that right away when he says, Pardon your servant, Lord. 
And then later on, he says the very same thing. It's like he's trying to get out of this calling. He's wanting to look for an excuse. He wants to be free from this. He wants to be released. And you know, this is really just an evidence of what's called an evil heart of unbelief, to just use the words of Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. And you know, we do battle an evil heart of unbelief, don't we? And we need to understand what that might look like. For example, covetousness. You know, that's something that Moses, I'm sure, experienced. He would look at others' abilities and be jealous. Or he might look at just the way that God has blessed them and he could be jealous. And we too can covet, you know, other people's abilities or their looks, the gifts and talents that God has given. But we need to know that if God has called us to do something, we know that we have enough resources because we have God. It reminds me of Paul in the New Testament when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He had the Lord and that's all he needed. But of course, unbelief can also evidence itself like in regret. And some of us might be dealing with that right now. You know, we look back at some of the decisions that we've made and we, re we regret them. We regret that we went left instead of right, or we made this decision instead of that decision. And we might come to the point where we think like, God can't even bless me because of my past. There's no way he would choose me to do something for his kingdom work. But of course, that's unbelief. And we need to get away from regret, maybe by trusting the promise of God that says, God causes all things to work out together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Well, of course, an evil heart of unbelief can also be evidence like in anxiety. That's a big one, isn't it, in our lives? We can worry and we can be anxious and we can be bothered by so many things. And yet the scripture says that we're to be anxious for nothing. Imagine if Moses would have thought about that and kind of released himself from this anxiety. And instead, he would have, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let his request be made known to God and just really stay close to the Lord. Well, we need to battle this, this evil heart of unbelief because it can also evidence itself like in pride, right? Where we might just get to the point where we think, I can do it myself, as if we don't need the Lord. But the Lord is the one resource that we need. And that's what I like in our text today, is that the Lord says in various places, I will help you. You know, I will help you. I will be with you. And so to battle this evil heart of unbelief, let's ponder God and just realize that he is a God who loves us. He's a God who is for us. He is a God who works 
on our behalf. And if we have him, we have all that we need because he's a God who says, I will help you. I will be with you. And so we have to understand that God is the hero in our story and the hero gets the glory. You know, God would often be known as, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. He would be known as a deliverer, and he delivers us, not from Egypt, but from sin. And then also, to battle this unbelieving heart, we can get into the Word of God and really study it and really focus in on what God is saying to us because there's great promises for us to hold on to. I think of that great promise that He will never leave us nor forsake us. And so we don't have to fear. We don't have to live with anxiety and regret and all of these other ways that an evil heart of unbelief can manifest itself. And so let's be battle ready for what is coming our way. Let's be people who trust. Let's be people who obey. And we can be people who pray to the Lord and stay connected to him. And let's do so to God's glory and our joy. Well, as we close our Living Life devotion today, I think we can safely say that Moses had a difficult calling. And you know, it might be true that he was small and weak and maybe not as eloquent as he would want to be, but he had the Lord, and that's the one resource he needed. And I like in our text, the final verse, God once again says for him to pick up his staff. And that shepherd's staff that he had was like a reminder of the powerful presence of God and that he would perform signs through Moses, who was a shepherd. And of course, Jesus was and is the good shepherd and he performed signs. For example, the feeding of the 5,000. That was a great sign to remind people that he is the bread of life, and that could encourage faith in Jesus. Now, when he fed the 5,000, they only had a few loaves of bread and a couple fish, but that wasn't enough, except they had the one resource of Jesus. And if we have the Lord, we have all that we need. Let's pray. Well, Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the opportunity we have to go through this life and trust you. Lord, we don't want to give the greatest insult of saying we can't trust you. For Father, we know that you are faithful and true. And so, Lord, we ask that you would help us to be battle ready for the difficult calling in life that is presented to us. For Father, we want to be ones who trust you every step on the road of transformation. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen.
for a single soul. Lechina Fardo and Stepping in Prosa, CGM.